Welcome to Old Town New World here in uh, Old Town Rock Hill, South Carolina at Millstone Pizza. I'm Jason Broadwater. I'm Chris Gervais. <laughs> and we're here to talk about <laughs> the ever-changing world of small town USA. No, I'll take it. have a couple of guests, um, some folks who were really, really tough to, to get here today and to get on the show. We um, have Nicole and Robin from Revenflow. Nicole, hello. Hi. Robin, hello. Hello there. Um, so we're glad you're here. And um, we had a big day today with everything we have going on normally. We also had a lunch and learn. And this lunch and learn was over at the uh, Technology Incubator. The Technology Incubator is uh, part of the Knowledge Park project here in Rock Hill where, you know, we've got a couple hundred million dollars of investment coming in to the downtown, connecting the downtown to the university. And it's all about the new economy, the knowledge economy, and the Technology Incubator is a big part of that. Well, as part of that process, of uh, just, you know, trying to generate energy and, and recruit people and all this, David Warner, who's been on the show before and is the director of the uh, Incubator, uh, ran into Nicole in the parking lot, I believe, and said, uh, Nicole, you being the social media expert, you should do a uh, Nicole's top 10 tips on social media marketing for startups. Am I doing a fair job on how this all, all happened? Did he really run into you in the parking lot? He really did. Wow. Wow. Over you? Was he in a car? No, he was on foot, and he uh, almost ran over me. Oh, but wow. wow. So, um, Nicole, you've done uh, a good amount of presenting and public speaking in the past. Is that correct? Yes. Good answer. Way to give me a one-word answer. <laughs> All right, making me work on this one. Let me try that again. Okay. And How did it make you feel? <laughs> Could you elaborate on some of your experience in the past of, of speaking in public? Um, I used to work at a health and sciences college in Charlotte, and uh, I did recruiting for them and social media for them, but my presentations there were... Um, related to information sessions and high school presentations and um, things of that nature. What kind of stuff did you present in the high schools? <laughs> uh, well, there was the, <laughs> there was the general um, recruitment stuff, like how to get into the college and stuff like that, but um, sometimes I would present to like elementary schools or middle schools and I would go to our anatomy and physiology department and get, um, you know, some props like brains and hearts. It was <laughs> really disgusting. That's awesome. I'm sure you can imagine <laughs> for a vegetarian especially. Yeah, brain. <laughs> because us meat eaters love brain. I yeah. love brain. I love brain. If I was a vegetarian, it would Oh, except brains. <laughs> I don't know. If, I, if, if it wasn't for the fact that I eat meat, I don't know how I would be comfortable holding another human being's brains. If I was a vegetarian, that would make me so uncomfortable. They weren't human. <laughs> what kind of brains were they? Sheep and... Let's go back a little bit further though. What's your earliest memory of giving a presentation? <laughs> uh, so you weren't you weren't handing the pig brains over to elementary school children. And were you actually were you actually working with the pig brains with your hands? Or, uh, I did have to really? handle the pig brains. Oh, yes. gross. Uh, I did wear gloves, yes. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, well, good. So, all right, so here we are, pig brains, elementary school kids. I can see how we got here. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're pretty much right on track. So, you know, uh, the, the kind of public speaking you did then was kind of integrated into your job, but since you've been at Revenflow, um, I mean, obviously you're meeting with clients a lot, and you and you're a public voice for both Revenflow and for our clients in social spaces, but you haven't had the opportunity yet to do this type of, of presentation. That's true, yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it, you are correct. Yes. You're just <laughs> stating facts at this point. Can you just make a ding sound instead? <laughs> just press the buzzer if I'm, if I'm right. Stop. <laughs> Robin, okay. you have that awesome, Robin has a really awesome sound on his phone occasionally while working. It's very encouraging. No, it's just the sound your Windows computer makes oh, when it? you plug in a, a USB. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. It's very encouraging when I hear it while I'm working. So, but sit, I digress. Sit, Ubu, sit. Y'all remember that? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, good dog. <laughs> anyway, the older audience will remember that, I guess. But um, it's a significant portion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least one of them is is older. Um. So anyway. How did it go today? Uh, I think it went really well. Okay. It was my first time presenting about social media to a large group of people, but um, I felt good about it. Um, people were very receptive. They had a lot of questions, good questions. Yeah. So people are basically trying to use it to advance their business. Is that what it's about? Yeah. It was pretty. Um, it was pretty, you know, topical stuff. I think. I think this crowd was mainly um, trying to figure out how they could best get into social media um so it wasn't you know we weren't talking about advertising or specific platforms or anything like that but more um uh you know what you should focus on when you're getting into um social media and um how you choose a platform things like that do you find that people i i, I used to present on on that as well and um it just i just you know feel like you're way more uh, in a position to do it now than I would ever be, but um, I always found that people kind of put the cart before the horse in terms of, um, like, you know, it's like, well, oh, I need a Facebook page, but the question is always, why? Like, what? Why? What are you trying to say and to whom? I mean, what? So I think people forget that, like, that this is just about basic communication, people communicating with people. That's what this is about. And, and they're, like, enamored with the... Uh, technology or the social platform more so than the idea that you're going to actually say something valuable to somebody else. Do you find that to be the case? Um, yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I think that a lot of times people are focused on the wrong things like uh, getting as many likes as possible. Um, but I think the scariest part is probably just knowing that it's something that you have to keep up with and it's a commitment to keep up with it every day. Um, so, you know, it still incorporates a lot of the stuff that um, people had to think about in traditional marketing. It's just happening at a faster pace. Um, and so I'm sure that's really overwhelming. One of your points I thought that was really good was, was don't try and do all of them. Right. I thought that was like really good for them to hear. Yeah, yeah. I think um, people try to jump into it too quickly sometimes and do everything at once, and then you just can't do a good job at any one particular thing. And if you're not inclined to do it anyway, right? I mean, because you know, people that are inclined to uh, be on Facebook and communicate, or be in Twitter and communicate, I, I feel like it would be a more natural, you know, for them to think about marketing strategies and and and, and if they're kind of have that angle. 
they would be more inclined to have the habitual behavior of going into those spaces and communicating versus somebody who is enamored with the you know social uh, I mean the strategic elements enamored with the technology but it's thinking okay now I need to put it on my calendar today that I'm going to log into social media and do this behavior and activity so I think it's hard sometimes for um, people that are either um, and I don't think it's an age thing is I mean to a certain extent it is but um, I mean there's tons of people of all ages on social platforms I mean Facebook especially you know but it's just if you're not I, I say the same thing about blogging people say I want to blog and I say well do you like to write like forget about the internet forget about computers do you like to write because if you don't then blogging is going to be tough, you know what I mean? I mean, that, right. yeah. It's like, I mean, you know, social media, in a way, it's sort of like being at a party, and it's like, if you're at a party, are you going to walk up to somebody and start trying to sell them something, you know? Or it's not impossible that you walk up to someone at a party and you start talking about what you do for a living, and they get interested in what you do, and you're being honest, and you know, as opposed to, like, either just flat out being like the guys that are at the bar, the, the cigarette people, you know? I hate those people. But, like... Or, you know, don't hate I don't hate, I'm hate, sorry. Hating I, hurts you more than it does them. Hate makes a fool out of you and me. <laughs> um, or ass, it makes an ass out of you out and of me. you and me, yeah. Um, it spells hate. It may, wait, well, hold on, where do we start with hate? Hate <laughs> makes a head out of A and T. It doesn't work, it really doesn't work. I'm sorry, folks. Yeah. I'm sorry, folks, for, for that lousy, lousy joke. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's also akin, and it's not not as straightforward as being like like if you have a Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and all you do is get on there and be like, check out my new fancy pants. Twenty percent off. Yeah, like that's horrible, obviously. But it's it's equally as horrible to sort of like obviously be trying to subvert that, and up, that's sort of like being at a party and being like, hey, how how are the kids? Blah blah blah. Hey, listen, I recently found out an awesome opportunity. Yeah, right. you know? Anywho, yeah, this yeah. exercise machine will... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. People know. Like, people instantly know if somebody's yeah. selling you a pyramid scheme. Same thing on social media. You know? you have to, I think you have to treat it the same way that you would treat standing in front of somebody and talking. It's the same thing. You know? Only you have, you have other tools at your disposal. You have you know, imagery and video and uh, however you want to level it. You know? But it's the same... Uh, sort of dynamics and rules, I think, of just re actual, real interaction with people. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think in a lot of ways you have to, um, you have to treat it like a relationship that you have to maintain. Like you have to make valuable contributions consistently to maintaining that relationship. Just like you need to call your friends, you know, every couple days and check in or um, things like that. You can't just talk at people. It doesn't it doesn't work. They're not receptive to that. Um, People don't want to hear how your day is going when you're never asking how their day is going. It's the same thing. I don't understand what you're saying right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you stop talking so yeah. Chris and I can talk more? Yeah. I mean, I think the same kind of nuance that, that has to happen interpersonally when you're having a conversation or talking to people, those same kind of nuances are in social media, but they're just different. They're like right. different. And you have to learn them for that platform, I think. And one of the things Nicole talked about was being authentic. And one of the questions was like, well, how do I know like what if I should try and get into this particular social media platform? And the answer I think is that if you can't, if you don't think that you can be authentic in that medium, then you shouldn't try and do it. Right. You know, I used to when I used to present on the same kind of idea. I used to always talk about going to chamber lunches because I was presenting to a crowd that you know was going to chamber lunches to try to increase their business, and then they were looking at social media to do the same thing, right? So I'd say, okay, what if you're sitting at a lunch with somebody at a chamber? and they're like shoving their card at you and they're just talking about their deals and their business and stuff 
versus sitting there and actually connecting with somebody, having a conversation that's real. You share, they share. It's like a real conversation. I mean, you're real people in real conversation. I mean, the reason why uh, you know traditional old school traditional sales was about going and playing golf and going drinking beer was because you would bond with people and you would actually form a relationship. Yeah. And so it's the amazing thing is is although social media is perceived by many people as this kind of like weird new millennial generation crazy strange thing it's actually the 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 marketing tactic that is most like normal social behavior that's about building relationships similarly to people what people have been doing forever you know you don't want to sit at a table with somebody if they're shouting at you you know what i mean i think there's a perception that um which may not be completely false but it's that um that kind of relationships on social media it's like hyper it's like hyper so it's shallower and it's not as it's not as true in some sense validity to that because you have a lot of people doing it that way yeah when when micah and myself and we we talked about this before and we were trying we had a um, indiegogo for our short film and we weren't getting very far and all we were doing is posting and being like you know come help us out or which we both felt weird about because i mean but we sort of didn't know what else to do. Like we had to try something, and it, it wasn't getting very far. But when we just we made a video where we talked to the camera, and we kind of like we were just as honest as we could be. Um, and then all of a sudden, everything changed. Like that was this big, big difference, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy because there is this idea where it's like, well, a question you might ask is, well, well, how do I seem authentic? Which is like a complete, right. <laughs> which is a complete, you can't yeah. seem, but you can't imagine someone being completely authentic on social media, but completely just blowing it. Like people do that all the time. They're being themselves. It just isn't translating. True, true, true. Just in the same way that I think there are those rare people out there who are sociopaths who can seem very authentic and they're not, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, that, but that does exist. That's one of the things we talked about today though, is it depends a lot on your audience. So, I mean, if you're, if you're not, if, if you're being authentic, whatever that is, but you're still not aware of who your audience is and what your goals are, right. then you're not going to be successful. Like you can't no, right. just do one piece of it. You can't just be honest and expect to right. reap the benefits of social media. Like it's, you also have to do it with your business in mind. Exactly. No, and that's a good point, Robin, because you have like, I think unfortunate. It's an unfortunate truth. It's an inconvenient truth <laughs> that um, the, the edict of write what you know works for most people, and for most people, the challenge is getting to that core and writing what they know. Now, obviously, I'm translating that creative edict of write what you know, but it's just sort of what we're talking about. You know, the idea of being sincere, being genuine. But if you're there, I agree. There are people who they're going to write what they know they're going to be genuine and they just by nature are not interesting and that's very unfortunate <laughs> and I'm sorry if you're more... harsh yeah. I'm sorry yeah if we're doing that right now we're sorry yeah. they're being uninteresting <laughs> yeah that's, there's nothing we can do about that we have to kill off one of the characters so, <laughs> to be interesting. so Nicole you talk about uh, not only being authentic but uh, being strategic if I can insert that word, because you're talking about doing it with your business in mind and having business goals, and so to use the word strategic. So, how, how does I mean when you're presenting to this crowd today and you got a mixed bag of people in the audience? Because I wasn't there. A mixed bag of people in the audience that um, have different kind of haven't defined their strategic goals, or you don't know what their strategic goals are necessarily. You know, there, of course, there's commonalities among them. How, how do you advise them to um, find a strategic approach to social media? Um, I mean, I think it's very similar to traditional marketing in that, like, as they're developing their business plan, they're also developing, like, a, a buyer profile. 
um, there, or you know, maybe it's not a buyer, but the, the client end profile. Um, and what that looks like um, demographic-wise, like um, what those uh, people's concerns are, what they care about, um, just answering all those questions for them that they want answers to. Um, and being able to approach um, those things from different angles, whether it's um, you know resources, links to resources, or by answering that question, you know, for them, for yourself, um, putting an infographic together, writing a blog post, whatever it is, um, just answering those questions. So it's it's funny, like <clears throat> the 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 kind of negative perception around marketing is that you you figure out what people want and then you manipulate that for your own gain. And the positive view, I guess, is that you figure out what they want and then you just, because, then you're able to give them what they want in a, in a positive way. Well, I think, I, I mean, that was one of the things I briefly mentioned today is like, a lot of people are getting, you know, really stressed out and upset about the privacy issue on Facebook and Google now. They're collecting all this data and, and um, you know, using it to advertise. But like, I, for example, like to shop at West Elm. Um, I like to window shop at West Elm. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's edit that out of the podcast. I don't want anybody knowing that's a privacy issue. <laughs> I like to shop at Store X and... <laughs> Wait, what is it called? Sorry, what is it called? Store X. No, 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 the actual place. <laughs> Are you, the, are the you riding this joke? Or are you? No, I want to know what it is. I don't it's know what it is. It's called Infinity's End. That's the, that's the real name of the joke. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, it's West Elm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a, I don't know, it's a home furnishing yes. oh, kind okay. of, um, very yep. eclectic, it's interesting. I like okay. their aesthetic. I don't often purchase things from them, but I do like to be aware of when their upcoming sales are. And I mean, honestly, people don't check their, like, I think a lot of people have like a junk email now and like a serious email. So all of my promotional emails go to that email address and I barely ever check it. But when I like the companies on Facebook that I really want to hear from, then that just comes up organically in my feed and I never have to go search for it. It just appears and I know about it. So I kind of, you know, I kind of like that I'm getting advertisements that apply to me because those are things that I really like to see. Well, that's a company that you specifically chose to hear from. I, I have even come around on uh, things like when I'm on LinkedIn, it will say, um, do you know what your business is worth? Because it knows I own my business. And so it, it's targeting me for like valuation and business resale. And at first I'm like, whoa, how do, that, how do they know that about me? You know, it's like offensive in some way. But I think people have let their guard down. I know I have in terms of um, I would rather have an ad that, to actually – could be potentially relevant to me than have some garbage there that's just taking up space. You know? Yeah, I mean, at first it feels creepy, but then after a while it starts to feel nice. <laughs> well, and you, you also said, you were like, maybe it's annoying sometimes, right? Sometimes it is annoying. Uh, so, no, sometimes it is annoying. Like, I mean, I mean, the reason why I even thought to like any of the stores that I enjoy looking at their products is because if you go and look at their product, it shows up like in your ads on Google and on Facebook that you're like, I just looked at that product like two days ago. Why am I suddenly seeing it again? That's called remarketing. That's gotten huge. Where um, basically it's a cookie. When you go and look at a website and you look at a product or whatever, there's a cookie. And it can be at the website level or even at the product level. And then the ads that you encounter on other websites will be for that same product or for that same store. And basically you've got Google's content display network where they're showing ads all over these all, all these websites. 
they're putting a cookie in when you land on a certain page and then track you have that with you uh, as you move around and it reminds you of what you looked at so it I mean some of that stuff can feel kind of creepy because you feel like you're being followed but I mean I think that you're not being followed by a person that knows what they're that interprets what you're a doing. A cookie monster. It is a cookie monster. It's a it's furry... A, it's an interesting philosophical question. Like, they say, like, they know you own a business. Well, who knows... Who knows it? Like, who... Like, nobody... Not a, a person doesn't know it. Yeah, it's, it's like computer word association. There's not a person that knows that. Yeah, it's weird because something knows it. Well, that data also Bill exists Grace. somewhere. Anyone who wants to know can look it up. Right. Well, I would say that big data. I can look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Rolodex in my uh, office, so I could look it up there. I have a Dewey Decimal System for my brain. Um, <laughs> system. <laughs> that's what I hear. Um, but um, I think the the beginnings of, of artificial intelligence will come out of um, has already come out of Google search algorithms and will come out of big data because you have that ability to aggregate such large amounts of information and then learn uh, based on what you, ex what you experience or what some computer would experience. So um, what were some other things that we're talking about today? Well, Nicole got a good question from uh, an audience member uh, who was a businessman who had used to work for a large company and was starting his own business. And he said his previous job, they, their company used LinkedIn exclusively I think, and he was asking, like, well, how do I know if I should even bother trying to use Facebook? And your answer was good for that, I thought. Um, You're going to have to refresh my memory. <laughs> he was, it was the guy that said he was, like, uh, transitioning from the corporate world to right. now yeah, he was an I entrepreneur. Question. I don't yeah. remember oh, my oh, and he was just talking about... Um, she blacked out before she was, <laughs> yeah, while she was talking. <laughs> yeah, she was channeling some kind of social media gods at that point. <laughs> no, and there was another question. The tough one was the guy that does insurance, I thought. Oh, yeah. Because he said all his clients were mostly, you know, the demographic was traditional. You know. and that was, he had always engaged his clients in traditional marketing, like in insurance, which does kind of make sense. Yeah. Although, I don't know, there's a, lot of like, there's a lot of hilarious insurance commercials now that I see ads for on the Internet. So, I mean, insurance is hip. Yeah. <laughs> Geico, right? The Geico? Right. Yeah, uh -huh. everybody loves him. Yeah, well, now that's passe, right? There's another one that's trying to make it passe. I guess, you know what? The truth is we, we encounter that. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you, you know, there's like this one that's trying to like out Geico Geico. They're like, oh, it takes seven and a half minutes. And they're like, oh, 15 minutes is so old school. Have you seen yeah, that yeah. commercial? Yeah. I thought you were talking, talking about the duck. I thought you were like the mascot was trying to out gecko. Act like duck, which is it doesn't at all. The gecko is pretty. Sorry, I was making an actual <laughs> point. <laughs> um, I wish you would get back to that. Yeah, um, it is. It is an issue, much like the people who aren't interesting. Um, it, it is. A, it is an issue that sometimes like. The, the whole like the idea of social media and all that is it's new and it's it's the teens are into it and it's hip and cool and so it's like quite often whatever service you offer or thing that you're into may not necessarily be super cool like if you have an HVAC company and you're moving into social media you know and it's like it's like how do you have something uncool I mean am I wrong is no, there this idea that question. Twitter and Facebook are cool it is a great, or whatever it is a great question but I really think that like I think that 
I think it's incorrect now to assume that the only people that are on Facebook are like young, hip people, like with over a billion users. I mean, Especially that's Facebook. <laughs> with over a billion users. <laughs> I'm sorry. I actually don't know what's Facebook. I've never heard of it. I'm that cool. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's the Facebook. I'm not I sure know. though. I don't know. Face Facebook. I don't know. I'm too. I don't, I, most of the people I know are really cool, so I don't really. I've never really heard of it. So anyway, I mean, it's actually the case that a lot of you know uh, younger folks have migrated off of Facebook. I mean, Facebook is almost ubiquitous, and like you're saying, with over a billion users, I mean, it, it, there's no way that it's still the case of like, oh, well, there's this kind of like, you know, small group exactly, of yeah. millennial-aged people that are on Facebook with it's their everywhere. ironic mustaches. <laughs> that still exists. <laughs> but you know, you look at something like an HVAC company that's not necessarily you know easy to make cool, but but that's where I go back to the idea that social media is about you know relationships and conversations um, and just kind of casual interactivity. And you know the people that I know that run successful HVAC companies know everybody in the community, and they drop by and you're like, oh hey man, what's up? You know, and they go to the chamber event and they, they you know they you know them, you call them because you trust them and you like them, and that's what social media can create is. A sense of I, I feel like I know you. I feel like I trust you. I feel like I communicate with you somewhat regularly. It's like me running into people in, in downtown or wherever, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna call him. Why? Well, because I know the guy. He's nice. You know, I see yeah. him at lunch. You know, so I think that um, you can use social media to build relationships because it's just a platform through which you can communicate. I mean, Nicole, what, what do you have to respond to that? Well, I, I think too, like not even just you communicating, but getting other people to communicate for you, right? So like when, when I mean, it still comes down to giving your customers a great experience um, or uh, helping your customer out with a problem. Um, but you just hope that you do a good enough job at that, that they're going to help you communicate your message, um, which I think has always been the case um, with marketing. But now, I mean, I really a part of social media is reviews now too like people if you don't know the local HVAC person like you're probably gonna go on Yelp or something to read a review or several yeah. about it and you know you made a good point earlier in, uh, in your in the talk you gave because uh, when you see if you're looking if you're like reviewing companies whatever it is you know it's apartments whatever it is and you see where they'll they pretty much everyone will have a Facebook but the ones that are just posting stuff and not interacting Everything has bad reviews. It's just the way it is. I feel like for one reason or another, people who have like negative reviews to give about restaurants, apartments, hotels, whatever, they're more prone to go online because they're angry and they want to voice that, you know? So no matter what it is, it's got bad reviews. And the ones that you see, and everyone, if you're not stupid, you, you get that. And the ones you see that are just all these bad reviews and silence from the person who owns a Facebook, you're like, they must actually suck. Right. And then the ones where they're being like, oh man, we're sorry that happened, blah, 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 blah. You instantly forgive, even if it's totally not true. Oh, right. You yeah. instantly forgive it. You're like, oh, they, you they don't suck. You the person who's getting attacked by these people that are like yeah. rabid almost. When, if, they were, if, they, if they say, because they're like, you know, the person who's like, oh, this place, blah, 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 blah. They sound like an idiot usually. Yeah, right. And then the, if they respond and it's, it's decently worded, you're like, oh, well, I like this place. Because, yeah, you know, exactly. whereas if they're silent, you're like, well, they probably deserve to get this, you know, right. psychologically. I'm not, not going real logical level. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the difference between like knowing that there's a person there and having like a faceless entity yeah. that you can. It's like a, yeah, it's like and a that's, wall. And that's the ideal, I think, too. Like that's where every like that's where you should aim to be is a point where like 
of course you want to respond to those things but that you don't even have to because your loyal customers who you interact with on a daily basis feel like they are fit to defend you in that situation yeah. and can be like you know refute whatever comments yeah, are coming like, back step off <laughs> yeah. yeah plus it's it's, it's, an, it's also a good idea because if you have let's say you have a company that has a horrible reputation in the community and people like to you know they're gonna blast you online and if you take the stance of like silence then I don't think that's a good idea. Yes, I think it's a horrible idea to engage those people on anything that even approaches the level they're engaging you. Do not do that, right. never do that. But silence doesn't look awesome either. But if you can like address those people on a real human level. With kindness. Uh, with kindness, yeah. A, it's incredibly professional, and B, it starts to tear away at that dehumanizing that people like to do on the internet. They dehumanize, especially if it's a company or a service, they want to dehumanize it for, it's for hard, this. It's hard to be mean to someone when you're looking in their eyes. Exactly. And so when you become really dehumanized, you can be a total jerk and think you're just talking to a computer screen. Right. You know? And people want to, for the pure sake of having something to talk about on the internet, people want to dehumanize whatever and be negative, you know, just, just to have something to say, which is horrible. But, and then, like I said, that's one way to strip that away. From, you know, it's, it's just to engage them on a human level. Like I said, now that's a that's a, a sticky situation because there are there are situations online. We've all learned this where you can't win. Being part of the conversation at all is bad. That does occur, but it's like you know you have to know when to you have to pick your battles, I guess. Yeah, and winning isn't always the most important thing. Well, right, right. Just, by, I don't mean quote unquote win. Right. I mean like there are situations that. The internet is, a, is can be a dark, scary place, and there are situations where it is actually your best bet to just not be there. Okay, so it sounds like you had a great uh, event today, um, good crowd, uh, good topic, and uh, I think it's an important topic, it's a relevant topic. Everybody wants to talk about it, hear about it. Um, so we appreciate you joining us today, Nicole. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely, and Robin, always welcome. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm also welcome. No, I, well, okay, fine, I guess. <laughs> Me? I did awesome. It was pretty good. Yeah, you, you did a great, Chris, you did a great job today. I just Thanks. want to let you know, yeah. You really did. You, you stole the show, actually. I, I know I did. Yeah, it was great. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. We don't even need guests. No. And when we have you. We've proven that time and time again. <laughs> but, um, you know, we spent a lot of time on this show talking about the Connected Village. We talk about people coming together in the same space. We talk about building community with citizen engagement. And um, I think one thing I'm always uh, reminded of is that community isn't um, necessarily, you know, geographic. And um, it's often about people rallying around an entity uh, online, around a business, around an idea, around a conversation. So um, I think that's becoming more and more present in our lives um, as we become kind of hyper-local and global at the same time. So um, I think that uh, we kind of embody some of that stuff, and uh, I think social media embodies that. So um, it's a good topic to have. So I guess uh, we'll see you next week on Old Town New World. Peace out, y'all. Bye. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> <laughs>